Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Hey, welcome wherever you're joining from. So good to have you today for online church. And today's a little bit different than what we'd planned, as Gab said earlier. Today is supposed to be Legacy Sunday. It's where we bring our legacy offering to see God do something amazing in our church, in our community, to leave something of lasting value in the world around us. And uh, we're gonna have, we had an amazing day planned. We had food, we had drinks, coffee. We we're going to hang out together, amazing time of praise and worship. Instead, I'm here and you're where you are. You're in your living room, your kitchen. Maybe you're even in bed. We won't hold that against you. But uh, we're where we are. And why is that? Because of lockdown. Yes, that's right. We're back to lockdowns and praying to God that it's just this one Sunday. So please join us as we do that. And so because of that, we've made the decision to postpone our legacy offering until the next time we meet, which we, can be, which we believe is going to be June the 6th. So put that in your diaries. You put it in your calendar. We're going to meet together and bring our legacy offering and have Legacy Sunday next Sunday in person here at the church. Uh, you know, as frustrating as the lockdowns are, and you know, they might not just be frustrating, but they could be emotionally, mentally uh, draining. They could be financially really difficult for you. I just want to encourage this church, can we keep our focus on Jesus Christ at this time? We are so blessed that we have someone that we can turn to. His name is Jesus. And I'm always encouraged by this word that Jesus left to his disciples before he was crucified. I've shared it many times. It's John 16, 33. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Do you hear that? In me, in Jesus, you can have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus says, you're going to find peace in me. You will face trials. But take heart, I've overcome the world. So church, take heart today. Jesus has overcome any obstacle or difficulty we might be facing. And so move this from a mental ascent in your mind to your heart, deep in your heart, where you have your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Let this truth speak to your soul and speak to the spirit realm around you. So let's pray. God, I just pray right now, Jesus, would you come into our homes would you come into wherever we're meeting, wherever we are gathering at this time to meet with you? Would you come and bring your peace around us, around our minds and our hearts, Lord Jesus? Would you come and bring your overcoming power, Lord God, to bring breakthrough and miracles in our lives? Would you heal us? Would you set us free, God? Would you bring finances and peace, Jesus, freedom and release? I ask this in your name, Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. We've been talking about legacy and legacy is about passing on things of lasting value to those who will follow on after us. And so this is our legacy series and we continue it today. And it's more than just what you leave for someone, it's what you leave in someone. The greatest legacy as followers of Jesus Christ that we can leave is to build into someone's life a relationship with Jesus Christ and an understanding of how great and mighty God is. Psalm 145 verse 4, he says, the, the psalmist says this, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I think we need to pause here and just digest what the psalmist said here. 
He said that we need to commend God's works to the generation after us. And I want to ask, when was the last time that you, that I, declared and gave praise to God for His mighty works in our lives? When was the last time that we just said, God, thank you for what you're doing, what you continue to do, what you still got to do in my lives? When was the last time that we gave a shout of praise and declaration to God for all that He's accomplished and all that He's doing and those that we love and who are around us and in our church community? But not just that, the psalmist talks about commending God to someone else. He's saying, tell someone about God. Tell another person. So today, let's tell our church about how great God is. Let's tell our, let's tell our children about the changes that Jesus made in our lives. Let's tell our colleagues at work how great it is to be part of a church family. Let's tell our neighbors that it's all right with Jesus. Commend God's works to another. Last week, I shared about three areas of life that we can leave a legacy. Those three areas were our family, our church, and our world. Our family, the Bible talked about how we're to cheat, teach those we love and care for deeply about Jesus Christ. Our church, we're to serve each other in our church community with our gifts and our abilities. And in our world, we're to be an encouragement and to tell someone the good news of Jesus Christ. And I wanted to expand on this last area, the world. Uh, today, I wanted to speak more into it, delve deeper into it, and lead us into the fourth area that I believe God wants us to leave a legacy. And I actually believe that this fourth area is the greatest area that we can leave a legacy. But you know what? Things change. We have to pivot. COVID-19 comes along. Lockdowns happen. And I really want to save that message for our Legacy Sunday. So instead today, what I want to do is I want to spend a bit of time looking at something which can stop us from being part of Legacy. Instead, what I want us to look at today is the three myths about Legacy. And it's quite possible that maybe you've brought into these or bought into these myths. See, you could have been following this series and you're sitting there today thinking to yourself, listen, this all sounds great. But for me, there's this reason why I can't be part of legacy or legacy doesn't apply to me. Or maybe you're there at the moment and you're listening to this, you're watching this. And for you, you're thinking about past legacy offerings that we've had and you think to yourself, this isn't for me. See, I've got this particular reason and it means that I really can't be part of legacy. I can't even think about legacy. I don't even know if I'm ever going to leave a legacy. So I just want to speak into this space today. I want to delve, so I want to dispel some of the wrong thinking that we might have about legacy. So if you're taking notes, write these down in no particular order. Number one, the first myth about legacy is that legacy is for the rich. So many of us, when we think legacy, we think inheritance. We think about money in a bank account, numbers of houses we've acquired. Me? Only one. <laughs> we think about portfolios of shares. In the stock market, we think about a possibly a successful business empire. We think diamonds and gems and gold and fancy supercars and designer clothes. And today I want to say, if that's you, hey, I'm not having a go at you. And I think that is fantastic. You've worked hard and been blessed by God in that way. But what I am saying, it is if you think that legacy is only about the rich, is only about those who have money, you're buying into one of the myths of legacy. See, legacy is more than depositing 
money in a bank account. It's about depositing something in someone's lives. And let me share a scripture today with you, and it's from Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And when you read that, you're like, yeah, hey, Bronson, it's talking about leaving an inheritance. It's talking about leaving money to your children's children. Well, I would say that that's not the only thing that the person is talking about in Proverbs. See, someone else once said money is the easiest kind of legacy to leave, but generally it's the least valuable. What does that mean? It means this. In the truly valuable things of life, money actually isn't all that valuable. And today, please, if you're in a place where you're struggling to get by, you're finding it difficult to pay your bills, I just want to speak to you and say, please, I know this could be hard for you to, to take a hold of today, to receive today. And, and if you are struggling, please, you have a church family that cares for you, that loves you deeply, and we want to pray with you that you get through it, but we also want to help you. And so please let us know in the chat room right now, or you can get onto our website, elevationchurch.com.au, and leave a red card saying that you need help. And we want to help you in your area of your life like that. But there is a lot of truth in that statement. I just said that money is generally the least valuable legacy to leave. See, money or riches can't buy you love. Can't buy me love. Can't buy you happiness, health, contentment. Money can't buy work ethic or resilience or character or empathy or compassion. See, these things, these concepts, these areas, these essential things values and character traits they're worth more than gold they are i want to tell you they're worth something so you can build those into someone's life you can impart them to someone's life see the riches of these things can leave a powerful legacy some of the people who have had the greatest impact on my life it hasn't been because they've left me money or given me riches it's because they've had values ideas they've known concepts They've had principles that they've sown into my life that has left a mighty legacy. Myth number two about legacy. Legacy is for the famous. Just under two months ago, the Prince of, uh, sorry, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Queen's husband, Prince Philip, passed away. And, you know, I'm not going to delve into what you think about the monarchy or the British Empire or privilege or any of those kind of things, but whatever you think about them, you have to admit the Queen, Prince Philip, pretty famous people, right? And so I was watching a documentary, I was watching all the tributes and the honours that were being given to Prince Philip and being said about him. I was watching this documentary on his life and I was like, wow, what a life that this guy lived. And I started thinking about his legacy and my legacy. I started to measure my legacy compared to his legacy and I was like, wow, how can I compare to him what he's achieved and, and really what kind of a legacy am I hoping to leave compared to Prince Philip? Not sure if anyone else has thought like that before. If you have, we've got a great series called The Comparison Trap. Jump onto our podcast and listen to that, that there. But can I remind us today, can I remind myself today of something I shared last week? It's this, just because your name doesn't appear in the history books, doesn't mean that you're not going to leave a legacy. Doesn't mean that you don't have a legacy. See, my life has been deeply changed, as I just said, by people whose names you are never going to read about in the history books. You're not going to see them on a television documentary. You're not going to learn about them at school. And yet they've left a lasting impact of value in my life. 
See, that didn't mean that because they didn't do any of those things that they didn't leave a legacy. They did. See, the measure of legacy is not what, is not that you're known, it's what you're known for. And I'd ask you today, like I did last week, are you known for good? Or are you known for bad? Let me ask you this, are people's lives better for having known you? Or are their lives worse for you being a part of their life? Let me ask you this, do others speak good of you, highly of you? Is your name esteemed? Or when people think about you, when people think, uh, talk about you, oh, they think, man, this guy is so bad. You know, your name's like a curse word. The Bible clearly tells us that each of us, whether we're famous or not, whether we're rich or poor, whether our names are in the history books or not, we're going to give an account one day for the legacy that we left behind. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due to us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. See, you're going to leave a legacy no matter what. I don't care how old or young you are, what you've been through. You're going to leave a legacy no matter what. And God is going to judge all of us the same. Rich, famous, poor or unknown. And it's going to be the same set of questions that God is going to ask every single one of us. He's going to say, hey, what did you do with the gifts and the talents and the opportunities that I gave you? How did you steward it? Did you steward those things well? What was the legacy that you left for my kingdom? In people's lives, the legacy you left of me. And we're going to have to give an account of that legacy, of that question one day. Thirdly, and finally, third myth about legacy is that legacy is set in stone. And maybe today your issue isn't about being rich. Your issue isn't about being famous. It's none of those things. Instead, for you, there's something else which is causing you to think, you can't be part of legacy and that something else is your past mistakes or a future that to you looks hopeless. For you, it's like, man, Bronson, you don't know my past. You don't know what I've done. You don't know the havoc that I've wrecked. You don't know the destruction and the lives that I've destroyed. Or maybe for you, it's like, you don't know what's happened to me. You don't know the pain I've endured, the suffering. I've gone through the abuse that was done to me what I've gone through or perhaps you're sitting there or listening and you're saying to yourself, if you were in my shoes right now, Bronson, you'd understand. If you could walk in my shoes for a day, you'd see it. I have no hope. I have nothing going for me. I have no future. I see no future. I see no tomorrow. All I see is darkness. All I see is emptiness. And today, if those are real places that you are at today, I have a heart of compassion for you. I hear you. I, I, I see what you're going through. I, I may not understand, but can I just say that there's someone who does. His name is Jesus Christ. He loves you. He knows your past. He sees your future. And right now, I believe he's saying to you, I knew you before you were born. When you were in your mother's womb, I knew you and I loved you. I see your past and I see your future. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he's saying to you today, if you would walk in my way, if you would accept my truths and not the lies of the enemy, if you would live your life with my life, then what you're going to find is that I'm going to heal you from your past. And what you're going to find is I'm going to set your future in a new direction because I'm Jesus and your legacy is not what you think it is because I'm with you. 
and I'm beside you and I go before you and I make a way. My name is Jehovah Jireh, God the provider. My name is Jehovah uh, Nissi, God my banner. My name is Jehovah Rapha, God uh, my healer. God your healer, I am for you, I am with you. See, legacies can be rewritten. The Bible shares in the New Testament, in the Gospel messages, it shares the story of Peter and how Peter denies Christ. And in the very last days of Jesus here on earth, before he's crucified, he says to Peter, Peter, before the crow cries, three, cr before the crow crows three times, you're going to deny me. Peter's Peter, we know him, he's always got his foot in his mouth, he's always making brash statements and he says, no Jesus, not me, I'll never deny you, I'll never leave you, I'll always be by your side, it'll be someone else. And Jesus said, Peter, you're going to do it. Anyway, we, the scriptures go on and Jesus is arrested and there's people that start saying, hey, hey Peter, aren't, weren't you one of the followers of Jesus? Hey, hey, didn't you hang around with this Jesus fella? And Peter says, no, I didn't, no, I, I never knew him, I don't know who you're talking about. And we're going to pick it up on the third occasion in Luke 2, 22, verse 60. And Peter's been asked again, hey, didn't you know this Jesus person? But Peter said, man, I do not know what you're talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed and the Lord turned, that's Jesus, and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he said to him, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. At the crucial hour, the hour of Christ's greatest suffering, Peter denies Jesus. Today we might look at Peter and look down at him, but I'm going to tell you, church, if you're a follower of Jesus, there's coming a day where we are going to be asked, not are, we're going to be asked, are you a follower of Jesus? And when we say yes, we're going to be asked, will you deny Jesus? And if you deny Jesus, you'll have comfort. You'll be able to buy and sell things. You'll be able to be part of society. But if you don't deny Jesus, there's coming a day where you're going to be persecuted, where we're going to be outcasts, where we're going to be, you know, you know hunted and, 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 and killed because of our belief and our love for Jesus Christ. The question is, will we deny Jesus or not? But it says here that Peter wept bitterly. To weep bitterly talks about a place of utter torment of the soul, of a deep anguish, of a cry, of a shame that someone is carrying, of regret. And it's at this moment that Peter thinks to himself, my legacy, what is it? I've denied Christ. I'm going to be remembered amongst my friends and family and the disciples and the apostles as the one who denied Christ. And yet, if you read the scriptures, if you read the Bible, you see that in Acts, the book that records what happened after Jesus went to heaven, the book that records the early days of the church, you'll see that Peter is there at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes in fire and wind upon people. You'll see that Peter is the one who stands up and preaches a sermon. A hundred times better than the sermon that I'm preaching right now that sees 3,000 men give their lives to Jesus and accept Him as their Lord and Savior. You'll see that it's Peter who is there at the birth of the early church. And from Jesus denier to church planner, evangelist, preacher, 
What does this tell me? It tells me that your legacy is not set in stone. It tells me that God can heal your past. It tells me that Jesus can rewrite your future. It tells me that He can change the legacy of your life. And today, if you've brought into the myth that legacy is only for the rich or the famous or that your legacy is set in stone, I'm here to tell you today, your legacy is not tied to any of those things. Don't believe the myths. Don't believe the lies. There's a legacy God wrote for your life before you were born. When He laid the very foundations of the earth, He saw you right where you are now and He had a legacy planned for you. Today, step up and step out in faith into that calling and that legacy, that destiny that God has for you now and to leave for others. Be legacy-minded, be kingdom-minded, be thinking about the things of God and heaven, impact your world with something of lasting value. Together this year, our legacy as Elevation Church is one, our heart church planning. Elevation Church is about multiplying healthy local churches. And so this year, we're going to come alongside another INC church that is being planted in Dandenong here in Melbourne. This is our heart. This is our legacy. Number two is our home, completing our building fit out. And we're not in our church building today, but I love our church building. And there's still some things that we want to complete. And some of those things are areas such as acoustic panels in the foyer, upgrading our kids and parents' room, buying some additional fire safety equipment, purchasing some video uh, gear to enable us to start live streaming, and also to cover some of our lease expenses. And just as we talk about that, I just want to pause right now and just encourage us, church, uh, maybe just uh, uh, say to you, if you're not tithing, can you please come on board and be tithing? Can you please ask God? And maybe as I'm talking about this, this is uncomfortable to you. And maybe you're feeling convicted by the Holy Spirit. If you're part of our church family, I just want to say to you, come on, come on board. Be part of those many people who give and tithe regularly to our church because we're obedient to God, because we're cheerful givers, because we know that it's making a difference. Every Sunday, this is our home, this is our legacy. Thirdly, uh, our hand, local not-for-profit, Red Frogs and Global Care. You know, we want to look outside the four walls of this church and be God's hand to the world around us. And so this year, we're going to partner with a local not-for-profit and with Red Frogs and Global Care to achieve us, to help those in needs. This is our hand. It's our legacy. Today, as I finish up, I just want to encourage us as we come into our Legacy Offering next Sunday, Legacy Sunday. I just want to encourage us, please, can you be thinking about Legacy this week? Can you be thinking about your Legacy Pledge? Can you put a reminder in your phone every day? Can you take that Legacy Pledge card, put it on your mirror, on your desk, somewhere where you see it, let it speak to you. And then could you ask God, what does legacy mean for you? God, what's, what's legacy mean for me? Reveal to me how I'm not just some person who's not having any impact on the world, but I am a child of God and there is a legacy that I'm leaving. Reveal that to me, Lord. Also, pray about what to give in our legacy offerings. I've been praying. So as Pastor Gabby, my wife, we've been praying 
We've spoken about what our legacy offering is going to be. Don't come on Sunday and think to yourself then, oh, what am I going to give? Be intentional. Be purposeful. Prayed up, already seeking God. And then finally bring your legacy offering next Sunday, Legacy Sunday, June the 6th. It's going to be an amazing day. We're going to have a great time. We're going to celebrate. I believe that there is momentum gathering in our church, that we're going to see something great this year. And we're going to look back in the years to come to these years that we're living in now and say, wow, God moved so mightily in us. It was a sacrifice, but it was worth it to leave a legacy of lasting value in the world around us. Let's pray. God, right now, let's pray for any person today is maybe brought into those myths of legacy. God, that it's only for the rich or the famous or that their legacy is set in stone. Right now, if there's any person, maybe you're like that today. That's you. That's your thoughts. It's like I'm speaking right at you directly. I just pray, God, would you move in their life? If that's you, would you hand it over to God? Say, God, I give these thoughts. I give these attitudes to you. Jesus, change my thinking. Make me a new creation. Let my thoughts be renewed, God, and made afresh. I pray for that today. You know, Jesus, he didn't just come for the rich or the famous. Jesus came for everyone. It doesn't matter your past or your future. It doesn't matter what you've done, the good or the bad. Jesus came for you. And today, as you are listening to this, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Is Jesus your Savior? And when I ask you, is He your Savior? What that means is, do you believe that all the bad things you've done in your life, that instead of you having to try to be good enough to pay off the bad in your life, that Jesus came and Him, through His life, has paid off the debt that you owe for your sins? And do you believe that Jesus in paying off your sins and dying on the cross and rising from the dead has saved you from an eternity separated from God. It's what we commonly call hell. Today, if you're in a place where you can't actually say that you've given your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. It's not difficult. All you have to admit is you need Jesus. You're a sinner and that He's come to save you. And then just say a simple prayer. You don't even have to say the right words or pray the right prayer. You just have to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. So pray this with me, just to make it easy so you know what to pray or something to pray. Jesus, I give you my life. Be my Savior. Come on, it's as easy as that. Wherever you are, wherever you're watching from, wherever you're listening to this message right now, would you say that prayer with me? Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, be my Savior. One more time. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, be my Savior. Lord God, if anyone prayed that prayer together today, right now, or in the future as they're listening to this message back on the podcast or watching it on YouTube, God, I just pray right now. They prayed this prayer for the first time. Lord, move in their life in a mighty way. Holy Spirit, come in supernatural power to set them free from addictions and pain and hurt and wrong thinking and bad actions, God, and change them and renew them and make them a new creation. 
like your Bible says, God, this week, this month, today, right now, let them see and experience your peace, your goodness, your kindness, your love, that they may know that you are real. And this choice, this decision they've made is going to leave a lasting impact of value in their lives, a relationship with Jesus Christ. So God, we give you thanks and praise for that in Jesus' mighty name.